With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the BTE Powerhouse podcast. This is our 22nd podcast so far, <laughs> moving on up here. But, uh, yeah, great, great time of the year, great time of the season. Um, really excited about the next week or so, and um, there's always a lot of action the first couple of weeks of the offseason, whether it's transfers, NBA decisions, um, and so on and so forth. So I think, uh, you know, it should be an exciting couple of weeks here around the Big Ten, uh, college basketball in general. There's there's just, frankly, a, a lot going on, um, and I'm I'm excited to, to check it out. But not only that, excited for our uh, our podcast today. We have a, a special guest on. Um, we're going to have Devin Harris from the Dallas Mavericks, uh, who, as all Wisconsin fans will remember, was a Wisconsin great um, a few years back now. But, uh, you know, the early 2000s. But uh, he's going to come on and chat a little bit about you know, this weekend, the Final Four, uh, Wisconsin obviously competing in the Final Four, and then uh, all, always the, uh, um, you know, the Mavericks, the NBA, uh, where he's playing right now. And and he's uh, really working with the uh, the Capital One Cup right now, which is a, a great organization. Um, we had Reese, Reese Davis on, uh, I want to say, two weeks ago, and it was a uh, – it really worked out well. Um, he told us about it. Um, great organization, and uh, he he actually uh, picked Michigan State to the Final Four as well. So uh, <laughs> it, it's fun to think back and see that he uh, he was one of the few that um, did have the Spartans there. But with that said, um, let's let's jump right into it. Obviously, the big news um, in college basketball right now was last weekend when the Big Ten sent two teams to the Final Four. Um, all four teams are Duke, Kentucky, Michigan State, Wisconsin. Michigan State and Duke will be playing in the early game on Saturday, and Wisconsin and Kentucky will be playing in the later game. Obviously, the two winners will face off on Monday um, to determine who wins the title. So <laughs> the champion will come from those te- four teams, obviously. But, uh, you know, really, really you can't say too much uh, or you can't say enough about how well uh, the Big Ten really did over the weekend. Um, I know there, there's been a kind of a back and forth about, you know, how good the Big Ten's been this year, uh, who's done well, whether some teams underwhelmed, so on. But um, there's certainly no denying last weekend went well, um, you know, with Wisconsin and Michigan State uh, both winning uh, their first game of the weekend and then both winning on Saturday and Sunday. But, um but to get two teams in the Final Four is definitely a big statement um, because, you know, whether it's right or wrong, um, I know I, I talked about this in an article this week, but, you know, people like to see your conference doing well at the top and the fact that um, the Big Ten has two of the top four teams is a big statement. 
Um, and there's no denying that, you know, to have the most teams on the biggest stage, you know, in the final round uh, is, is huge. And, I mean, theoretically, two Big Ten teams could be playing on, uh, excuse me, Monday for it all, which would be uh, – you, you really can't say enough about that. I can't even remember – uh, off the top of my head, the last time two teams from the same conference played, but that would be uh, that would obviously be tremendous for the Big Ten and really a testament about the conference, its depth, its coaching, its top end talent. Um, but uh, having said that, um, outside of the Big Ten, uh, I thought it's been a really exciting tournament in general. Um, the first the first rounds are always great. You know, we had upsets. We had uh, Georgia State winning. Um, Iowa State went down. Baylor went down. Really great first couple of rounds. The the round of 32 was really solid as well. Um, just off the top of my head, that Wichita State-Kansas game was fantastic. There were, there were a lot of great games there, even in terms of the Big Ten. Um, the Virginia-Michigan State game was really good. Uh, and then uh, last weekend more great matchups. That Michigan State-Louisville game was great. The Wisconsin-Arizona game, uh, at least to me, it, it felt like a Final Four game. Um, obviously, you know, it was for a shot at the Final Four, but I, I really felt like I was watching two Final Four teams battling out, um, which first off says a lot about Wisconsin to win that game um, in that type of setting. But also, I, I think it might say a little bit about the seeding, which is a whole different debate, but but it was a great game. I don't think there's any denying there. Um, really, I, I thought from top to bottom this tournament has been really solid. Um, and that Notre Dame-Kentucky game, I know people are calling it, you know, an instant classic and a game that's going to live on for years. I, I'm not – personally, I'm not sure if it was quite that great, but it, there's no doubt that it was a really good game. Um, really, really, you know – all the games so far have been really entertaining, uh, really watchable. There's been a couple exceptions, but overall it's been a really exciting run so far. But um, obviously to kind of wrap that into what we've, what uh, I've been talking about here to start, um, I, I, I think that kind of fits into the, to what I um, have kind of been saying about the Big Ten. Um, you know, if you haven't seen it, I, I wrote an article on the, on the site early this week basically saying don't buy into the narrative of the Big Ten. And I know it's odd that a Big Ten basketball blog would be saying don't buy into the narrative that's saying the Big Ten is the best conference. But I think people have to be really careful when they start selling into the concept that whoever gets the most teams to the Final Four is the best conference because I I just don't buy that. And the reason I say that is because last year – um, the SEC had two teams in the Final Four, and the SEC was not only not the best conference in basketball, they might not have been even in the top four. They were easily the weakest Power Five conference. They were probably weaker than maybe even the A-10, uh, a couple others. I'm trying to remember who, who was really solid out of those smaller conferences, but um, they were not a good conference. They just happened to have a really, really good team in Florida, and a Kentucky team that was loaded with talent, didn't really play that well all year, and just played out of their minds for four or five games. Uh, hit some shots late against Michigan and Wisconsin. I'm sure Wolverine and Badgers fans will remember those games uh, to advance. And the thing is, is uh, 
I don't necessarily want to equate that to this year because I think the Big Ten's run, uh, the two teams to get there, has been substantially different than how the SEC did it last year. But, um, you know, if you, if you really want to compare conferences, you have to compare top to bottom. You can't compare Final Four teams. You can't just compare NCAA teams. You can't just compare, you know, top 100 Ken Palm teams or top 100 RPI teams. To me, the only fair way to do it is to evaluate all the teams throughout because the thing is, is they all play each other. You're going to – every, conf, you know, person who's talking about a conference want, will claim that team when they're good, but they don't want to claim them when they, they're bad. And And the reason I say this is, because, for instance, Maryland – um, when they were coming into the conference uh, for this season, a lot of people didn't talk too highly about them in terms of the Big Ten because they weren't perceived to be that great. Uh, they came in, won a lot of games, uh, really had a good season, um, and suddenly everyone is is happy to have Maryland uh, in the Big Ten to brag about them. But my point here is just that, you know, it's real convenient to to talk about the teams when they're good, and to not talk about them when they're bad. And the thing is, is you know, uh, not to not to sound too rough here, but R- Rutgers had a terrible year. Rutgers is a bad team. Um, you know, I we'll see how they do next year, but they're probably going to be bad for a couple of years at least. And the fact is, is they're in the Big Ten. You know, whether Big Ten fans want to accept it or not, whether the media wants to accept it or not, they are a member of the Big Ten. And until they aren't, they have to be recognized, and the fact is, is Rutgers really damages any claim the Big Ten has to be in the best conference this season. It really does. That may not be fair to the top teams, but that's that's just kind of how it worked. And I mean, I, I think you can make the same argument though for the ACC, and that's in the fact that the ACC has a really good top end, but their middle and their bottom isn't necessarily that great, and. Frankly, I, I think when you actually step back and look at how the conferences sit, I think you can make a really good argument that the Big Ten is number two. I really do. But, you know, the Big 12, whether it's smaller, whether, you know, it has different things going on, they're just – the quality of teams they have are just hard to compare for anyone else this year. Maybe next year that will change. We'll see. But my main point is just be hesitant to buy – too much into just the results of last weekend because, I mean, if Michigan State loses in overtime against Louisville in a close game, the Big Ten has one team. Nobody's talking about the Big Ten. So, I mean, think about that when you're saying the Big Ten now is the best conference in basketball because one of its 14 teams, one, was better than another team in a five-minute overtime period. That's just – there's so much flawed reasoning in there. Um, but that, but that's the big, the big point I wanted to make and throw out there uh, about how things are progressing this year. But aside from that, still a really good season for the Big Ten uh, could become really great uh, over this weekend, obviously. But um, outside of this year's tournament, just in terms of a, a couple site notes uh, before uh, Devin Harris comes on here to chat about uh, this weekend and, and beyond. Um, we just are starting to throw up some of our NBA draft stuff, some of our projections for next year. I know this morning I put up a way too early Big Ten power, and I, I think it's 
next year is going to be a very interesting season. There's going to be a lot of transition. There's probably going to be some surprises at the top. Um, but definitely encourage everyone to check that out. I think, um, you know, I really like Maryland coming into next season. I really do. But, uh, you know, definitely uh, check that out. Check out our NBA draft stuff. I know we're, we're trying to keep up with uh, – 10,000 announcements that are happening right now <laughs> and updates, but uh, we will have that going all summer um, since it, I believe it's in July, but uh, yeah, definitely something to keep up with in our recruiting. We're trying to really hit the, the recruiting coverage here as we come into the kind of the eventful part of the year in terms of uh, recruiting. So uh, definitely something to check out over the next uh, couple of weeks, but yeah, um, next minute or so, uh, Devin won't be on with us, but, uh, yeah, just to uh, talk a little bit about him. Um, he played for the, you know, the Badgers uh, from 2001 to 2004. Um, really was an outstanding player there. Um, ended up being picked in the, the first round of the NBA draft uh, by the Wizards. Went to a couple teams, kind of moved around. Um, but now he's uh, he's on the Mavericks with uh, Dirk and a lot of great players. But, uh Really excited to have um, him on here to talk about Final Four in the Capital One Cup. Um, maybe a little chat about Frank Kaminsky. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, really really excited about this weekend in the Final Four um, in Indy. But, uh, and, and, and one thing, you know, just a final thought on the Final Four, I guess, before uh, Devin jumps on here. It is really going to be interesting to see, uh, you know, what – what such high-profile teams can do. And and the reason I say that is the fact that we've had a lot of years recently where the top teams knocked out early or a couple of the big, well-known teams, well-known coaches are knocked out early. Um, and it, it's definitely interesting to me to uh, to see how that's going to kind of shake out with with those teams. But uh but yeah, with with no further wait, uh here we have uh Devin Harris on on with us. Uh Devin, how's it going? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Great, great. Um I'm sure you uh are excited about this weekend. Uh I just wanted to check in and see uh what you think about the Badgers, what you think about their chances this weekend. Uh you know, very exciting time right now for Wisconsin. Um you know, making a second consecutive Final Four. Um, going against the team we lost to last year in the Final Four. Um, but I, I like our chances. Uh, I think this team is a little bit more experienced, a little bit more seasoned, and uh, a little bit more up for the task. Uh, excited to see, you know, how things turn out for us tomorrow night. Yeah, and, um, I, you know, obviously the, the big storyline over the last couple of weeks has been Kentucky and whether they can pull off the undefeated season. Um, do, do you think there's a specific strategy that can beat them or maybe a matchup that Wisconsin has to win this weekend to, to top the Wildcats? You know, I, I think Notre Dame was, was on to something with the way they spread the ball around. Um, you definitely can't turn the ball over. Um, they did a great job of uh, just out-hustling them, um, you know, continue to get good looks, move the ball around, got great shots. And they kind of worked the clock down, you know, and waited for, you know, Kentucky to make a mistake and kind of try to make them pay for it. I think uh, it's probably the best way to do it. Um, I think they, they had a great shot at, at upsetting them. They just didn't make enough plays at the end. But I think that was a good a good strategy to go with. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to get back a little bit a little bit towards Wisconsin here, um, obviously, you know, great season. I think they've 
a couple times they've set records for, you know, wins in a year uh, for Wisconsin. Uh, how, how special do you think this team is? And, uh, you know, what, what do you like, I guess, best about this team? Um, yeah, they, they've had a you know tremendous year. I think um, they're a very deep team. They've got guys who continue to step up um, night in and night out. You know, when one of the top guys like uh, Kaminsky – you know, don't have a great game. They have other guys who step in and and uh, and, and fill it, fill the void. Um, they they don't turn the ball a lot, turn the ball over a lot. You know, they they share the ball. They play for one another defensively. They help um, and do a great job of, of rebounding and and uh, they don't play too fast, but they don't play too slow. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, I'm not sure if uh, if you had seen yet, but uh, earlier today, Frank Kaminsky, uh, the AP Player of the Year. Um, I was just wondering if you had any thoughts on uh, Frank and uh, how you see him this weekend, or or maybe at the next level uh, where you see him fitting in. Um, obviously, Frank has is, is, is worked extremely hard. Um, you know, his, his four years at Wisconsin. You know, proud of the product. He, you know, he turned out to be, um, you know, tremendous effort, tremendous year that he's had, and uh, to be able to do it night night in night out. You know, definitely shows me that he's, you know, ready for the for the next level. Um, and, and I see him just uh, being able to do things, you know, similar to what he did this year. And, and like I said, the, the best thing about him is that he, he continues to improve as a player and, and, you know, going to the next level, that's what you have to do. Yeah, yeah definitely. And, um, you know, outside of maybe, maybe just Wisconsin, um, I'm sure you've checked out the NCAA tournament a little bit over the past month. Um, has there been any moment that you thought was specifically really fun or, uh, kind of uh, a really crazy upset or anything that, that you really enjoyed? Uh, there's been a couple games. Um, the, the kid who hit the shot with his father falling out of the chair, I think is probably my yeah. <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> um, you know, I was watching that game live and just the way he shot the ball from. Um, and, I, you know, you can't get any more special to share that with, with your dad at that point. But I, I, that's probably my favorite, you know, upset at that point in time. <laughs> yeah, that was a uh, that was a crazy game and a, a crazy storyline there. But um, yeah, and and jumping jumping to this weekend, um, uh, I know I know you mentioned earlier you like Wisconsin's chances uh, against Kentucky. Um, who who do you think is going to advance on the other side with uh, Duke and Michigan State? And uh, who who do you think might be a, a better matchup for Wisconsin? Um, if you if you've had the chance to check out those teams this year. Ah. Uh... Honestly, I, I think just the way Duke's playing right now, I think, you know, I had to give the upside to them. Um, although Michigan State has, has definitely, you know, gave us our problems this year. Um, it's played this extremely hard. Uh, just I think Duke's just playing at a, at a high level right now. Uh, and I think that that's a good matchup. I would love to see, you know, Ogrefer and, and Kaminsky go at it, um, you know, for the national championship. I think that would be a, a game that a lot of people would like to see. Yeah, and um... – uh, before we before we jump into anything else, uh, I just wanted to mention, um, you know, you've been working with the Capital One Cup. Uh, it's awarded over, uh, I think, $400,000 in scholarships, um, and it's awarded to kind of how the schools, their overall athletic programs perform. Um, I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about that and um, let our listeners know how they can get involved um, uh, and kind of what it's all about. 
was basically just is bragging rights for the the top athletic program division one in, in the country um and you know not just basketball and football but for all all men's and women's sports uh they get you know a certain amount of points for how well they do in in a calendar year um and for example if wisconsin wins the national championship they'll get 60 points and that'll move them into the top 10 into you know kind of bringing the cup home but it's just uh you know it awards you know athletic scholarships for for the best athletic uh, programs in, in the country and if you want to check out the standings and, and kind of see where your favorite schools are you can check it out on capitalone.com or you can follow them on twitter at uh, capitalone.cup and also follow them on facebook as well but i think it's just uh it's a great program and uh kind of fun to you know especially for guys like me who can brag and you know say it's just not basketball for us or football it's, it's all sports that uh you know we do we do well in yeah um uh, obviously, you know you're playing. You're playing for the Mavericks right now. Um, there are a few. Uh, I think there are, might be a, another one or maybe two Big Ten alums uh, out that way. But uh, do you guys do any any bragging in the locker room about how, kind of how the Final Four thing wrapping up or the NCAA tournament? Uh, the match madness is, is, a, is definitely a, a big uh, trash talking zone around this time of year. You know, a lot of pride <laughs> in, in, in different schools. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of bets going on. But it's a fun time of year, and it's just uh, it's a way for guys to reconnect to their college roots and uh, and just you know show their pride. Yeah. Um, have you talked any smack to, to Mark Cuban about uh, the Hoosiers? Or <laughs> yeah. no, he he's not too thrilled about how the Hoosiers are doing. So no, we don't talk a lot of <laughs> a lot of smack there. But it's been a lot of, a lot of Kentucky talk, a lot of you know Arizona talk. Um, but it's, it's it's been a fun it's been a fun month so far. Yeah. Um, and and. To talk a little bit about uh, your time with the Mavericks here, um, how, how have things been going uh, this season? Uh, how, how do you kind of see the team shaping up? And uh, do you, you think uh, you guys have a shot in that, uh, I guess, kind of a wild west with so many good teams? Yes, it, uh, the west is very tough. Um, we made some, you know, some midseason moves that, you know, we're still adjusting to. Um, I think we're going to hit our stride, and I think we're, we're taking steps to do that. Um, we're still trying to move up within the playoffs. And, and try to get a better seating, but uh, you know I like our chances going to the playoffs. And uh, you know, I think uh, with the team that we have, you know, we're a very deep team, very experienced team, and uh, you know we just uh, we're excited to, to to get to the playoffs and try to make some noise. Yeah, definitely. And um, and to kind of to kind of wrap up here real quick, um, obviously you played for a couple good uh, Wisconsin teams yourself. <laughs> I, I was wondering how how you would kind of see if if your Wisconsin team had to match up with uh, this year's Wisconsin team, uh, who do you think would uh, come out on top? Ah, <laughs> uh, that's a good question. You know, they they actually they have the national player of the year. Um, you know, we we had a lot of tough knitted guys, um, but I got to say this this team has has made it to a national uh, to the final four two years in a row. Um, it, it'll be a tough matchup, but. Uh, you know, I, I think some of our teams are a little bit more seasoned and, uh, you know, a little bit more skillful. I'd have to give it to, to some of the older guys. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, um, and, and, and kind of, a more of a, more of a general note, I know this is kind of a, uh, a big talking point about, about college basketball. Um, and now, now you've played in, you know, professionally and, and at the college level, um, one of the big criticisms has been, you know, maybe college basketball is a little bit too slow. Um, you know, maybe they need to speed it up or change some of the rules. Uh, do you have a stance on that? Do you, do you think they maybe need to speed up the game at all? Uh, I mean, being a product of, of you know, I kind of like it the way it is. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, it helps you develop – 
uh, kind of gives you a stepping stone into something, you know, more as, as you move forward and, and kind of grow with it. But, uh, I mean, I can see a benefit of, of, of speeding it up as well. Um, maybe a little bit more exciting to watch, uh, especially some of the teams. But, you know, I, I can see both sides of it. But, you know, coming from what, what I've experienced, you know, I think that was, you know, was, you know fun to play in and, and fun to watch at, at that point in time. Yeah, definitely. And um, I guess uh, I, I guess oh, another question um, about kind of March Madness here, but uh, can, can you kind of explain to the listeners, I'm, I'm sure, you know, the intensity level goes up tremendously from, a, you know, a regular game to a, a tournament game, but can you talk a little bit about, you know, what it feels like to go into a, a big type of game like that versus, you know, maybe just a, a standard game? Well, the thing about March Madness is that, you know, you have one game. Um, where anything can happen, and you can go home and you can move forward. So the intensity level is, is is quite different from the regular season when you know you may play again on Saturday. You know you got another game. This is like one one game, and you got to leave it all out there, and you can't afford, you know, to make mistakes to where you know you, you might put yourself in a position to lose. So I think you know with the stakes that high, you know you see the best come out of the you know, the competitors out there that that really want to win. But you also see smaller teams that really come out and just, you know, they, you know, one game anybody can win, and, and it's, it's whoever plays the best that day, and, and you leave it out there. And I think that's what makes it so exciting. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy to think, you know, that uh, you know, maybe a team like Iowa State or Baylor who really had a good year could just be done in one day. Um, and and could you could you maybe talk a little bit about you know how it might feel if you do uh. You know, you show up thinking you're going to move on to the next round, and maybe you don't, um, and that's kind of the end of your season. How 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 you kind of overcome that or uh, address that? Well, it's it's hard um, knowing that you know you, you, it's a team maybe that you're you're a higher seed and you're expected to win, and you don't play as well as you need to. Um, you have to sit with that until the next year. If you're a senior, you know that may be the last time you ever you know. It will be the last time you ever played college basketball, so it sort of sits with you, and, it, and it's tough to to get over, um, especially because you don't play again until you know you know six months from then, and you know it's the only thing you can think about you know moving forward, going through the workouts all summer is that that last game, and you know how how it made you feel. So it's it's a tough thing when you don't play as well as you would like to, and and knowing that that you don't move on, and that's pretty much the end of your season. It's it's something that kind of dwells on you. Yeah, and. Um... All right, well, uh, thanks for coming on and chatting with us a little bit about the Final Four, uh, March Madness, and uh, and definitely the the Capital One Cup, uh, which I encourage everyone to check out. But uh, thanks again for calling in. (laughs) No problem. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Bye. Um, Yeah, but, uh, again, that was uh, Devin Harris uh, from the Dallas Mavericks um, coming on to chat about uh, March Madness. Obviously, Wisconsin, who we, who we played for in the past, and uh, kind of about what what he sees happening this weekend. Um, definitely some interesting thoughts about how it feels to be a player to come out there and compete in those types of games. Um, maybe to come out on the on the wrong side of it, uh, at least from your team's perspective. But definitely, definitely interesting. Um, and be, before we end the the podcast today, um, again, I just want to encourage everyone to check out the Capital One Cup. Um, they've raised over $400,000 for scholarships, which is really outstanding. Um, you know, obviously it's really, it's a really tough time to go to, uh, higher education just due to the costs. Um, and it's really cool to see an organization like that stepping up 
uh, giving student-athlete uh, scholarships, and not just to the quote-unquote big sports, uh, you know, like basketball or football or maybe board, and really uh, incorporating that whole belief that, you know, kind of all the sports matter. Um, but uh, you can check them out again at CapitalOneCup.com or on Twitter at CapitalOneCup. Um, and, uh, you know, like Devin was saying, uh, it's great for bragging rights, especially, you know, if you're uh, – I think Reese Davis said, uh, you know, Ohio State's trending well, um, a couple uh, Big Ten teams. But, uh, you know, it, it's really cool to keep track of some of those smaller teams that, you know, don't get the, the media attention. Um, and it's really fun, especially with the Big Ten Network. You know, it's so accessible to watch all of that all of that content. Um, but definitely check out the Capital One Cup. Um, and definitely uh, great to have Devin Harris on uh, today to kind of chat about this weekend. Um is there going to be two great games? Uh, well, I should say three with the title game, and you know, hopefully, a Big Ten team can can, can get in there and keep keep the season going for at least a, a couple more days. But um, outside of that, uh, I thank everyone for checking us out today. I encourage everyone to um, you know, again, check out the Capital One Cup, but also to go on uh, our site and check out. Uh, some of our NBA draft coverage we're starting to get up, and some of our uh, preseason coverage for next year, which sounds extremely weird, but um, uh, we do have that, and I know I'm going to start kind of doing early looks at the teams kind of by a week-by-week basis uh, through the first couple uh, months of the summer. But uh, a lot of great content, and, you know, if you're a Wisconsin fan or a Michigan State fan or you're just interested in the Final Four, tons of coverage on those uh, two teams and, and what's happening this weekend. But, uh, again, thanks, everyone, for checking us out, and definitely a big thanks to Devin Harris. Uh, Thanks, everyone, and we'll see you next time.